Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Straight out of Austin, Texas, it's On Second Thought, powered by Hook'em.com, with your hosts, statesman sports columnists, Cedric Golden and Kirk Bowles. Often imitated, never duplicated. Hear it here first, On Second Thought. On Second Thought, episode 253, brought to you by thehookem.com, our good friends at Bud Light. Said Golden here with the Duck Kirk Bowles. Duck celebrating the madness, March Madness upon us on Friday. We're going to talk UT Women with Vic Schaefer in our next segment. But coming up right now, the Texas Longhorns. Versus the Virginia Tech Hokies Friday in Milwaukee, seven o'clock. How excited are you for this matchup, my man? You're asking me how excited I got my squares already picked out. Oh my God, you're gambling? We do not gamble. I thought we we decided not to gamble this year. My gambling's legal now. Did I get the wrong? Did I get the message? So no, I got squares. I'm fixing to be in Kevin Lytle's league. It's I'm all in this time of year. All in this time of year. How about the Longhorns? Are they all in? Three losses in a row. And they got no favors from the NCAA Tournament Committee. What do you mean? Virginia Tech kicked the crap out of Duke. Kicked Coach K in the butt. And then they whooped up on Hubert Davis uh, and the Tar Heels. They own Tobacco Road. And now, now, now they're looking for state. What? So they're complaining, and they're playing eleven seed. Come on, that's a tough eleven. That was the last time an ACC tournament champion got an eleven seed. Come on, Doug. Well, tournament champion. Let's be real here. You know, I was looking at Virginia Tech season. You know, they were ten and ten starting this year. Ten and ten, and two and seven in the ACC. I mean, you talk about a turnaround. I don't know what all went into them, but, uh, it's, that's, that's a compelling second half team. You got to give them a lot of credit for, for rising the occasion beating, like you said, Carolina by 13 pummeled Duke by 15. They, their quad one, you know what their quad one record is said? Talk to me. I don't know. Three and five. That's really good. And no, it's not. That's horrible. It's really good when you, when, when you were 10 and 10 to start the year. Well, yeah, but, Two of them came in that tournament against Carolina and Duke, I guess. Hey, hey, Janet Jackson had a top hit called What Have You Done For Me Lately? Oh, and guess true. what? They showed up and they showed out at the right time of the season. They did what the Texas A&M Aggies could not do. If the Aggies had won that last game against Tennessee, the Aggies might be an 11 seed playing against Texas. Who would have thought it? But I thought the Aggies had done enough. But I think Virginia Tech is hot. They are hot. recent. And they're very, very dangerous. When it comes to a Texas team, 
that has suffered some offensive lulls in the second half of some recent games. Yeah, it's like, would you rather be a team like Texas that has played pretty well all year long? They mm-hmm. beat Tennessee. They beat a Kansas. Uh, they win the Big 12 tournament. No, they didn't. No, I'm thinking of the women. Sorry there. Uh, <laughs> but, but they had their moments. You know, they've had their moments. Are you? Would you rather be Virginia Tech hot at the end? And, well, here's a question. I'd, I'd love to know the answer to this. I don't know it. I wonder how many teams that are, eh, we're going okay, and then you win your tournament to get in the, with the automatic bid, and then you go on a tear. I wonder how many of those teams have won the whole thing. Probably not many, right? Probably not many. I could I could remember some teams making some nice runs. Remember Syracuse got hot a few years ago after being a bubble I, team. That's right. And, and, and remember when and Connecticut got, won it UConn. All. So it's happened. It has. But happened. usually the entire body of work right. is what's going to determine what happens. And, and, and real quick, because I know we have some Aggies that listen to. I thought the Aggies got snubbed. Me too. I thought they did, they did so well. At the end, they were basically Virginia Tech without the banner at the end of the weekend. They did not win. They end up losing to Tennessee. Uh, but, you know, they had an eight-game losing streak between January and February, and they did. They weren't even the first four out. They were like the fourth team out of four teams out. So, I don't know. It's going to be interesting. Uh, what theory do you subscribe to? Oh, Texas, they're just average. They play really hard defense, but they go in these scoring droughts. Or do you look at it like an older team, an experienced team? I think the average age for Texas is like 36 (laughs) years old, something like that. But they don't have any tournament experience other than Christian Bishop, who went with Creighton to the Sweet 16, and Avery Benson, who was kind of a spare part of Texas Tech. They have very little tournament experience. Correct. Except for that one game last year with ACU. We're not no, talking about that. Why to bring that up? Why, We're not know. talking about ACU. We're having fun here. It's you- a make or miss business. At the end of the day, you got to make shots. Defense is very important. Defense is extremely important. But you have to make shots. When they've been at their best, one of those – one of those players, be it Marks Carr, Andrew Jones, Courtney Ramey, has stepped up and delivered big in the scoring column. They've got plenty of defenders on this team, Doug, but the question's going to always be, can yeah. they make enough shots? You asked Chris Beard that in, in our meeting with him on Monday. Who's going to make shots for you? Are that out. is always – that's the eternal question about yeah. this basketball program. Do you have enough shot yeah. makers? Well, I asked him, I said, well, so how do you get become a good shooting team by uh, Friday? He said, a lot of prayer. A lot of prayer. <laughs> uh, but I like very, that quote. I like that quote. He was very loose, you know, Monday when we talked to him. And he had some interesting things to say, did he not? Um, we're looking forward to competing in the national tournament. Um, you guys know me. My narrative's been the same since day one. The whole deal is to try to play your best when it matters most. Um, you know, we got a nice seed. Uh told the guys all year long you work hard to kind of get in that front door coming in I'm not sure if we're in that front door but I think we're in the front part of the house and so we can we can get in there and turn this into a front door pretty quick not at the front of the house duck <laughs> in the house there is inside house. the house 
Where are they in the house? That's way better than on the at the back door banging on the door because ACU knocked you out of the tournament. So in the basement, you're six. The better in the basement. But you know what, Doug? I'm. I, I gotta say this. What's that? They they seem like they were ready to make some real noise this time last year. Duck, I had them in my final four. Now, I was drinking that Kool-Aid. That? Why do you admit that? Because you know? I believed it. I they had chemistry. Yeah. They had won the Big 12 tournament. They had they had experience with Matt Coleman, who's way better than Marcus Carr. They had they they had guys yeah. who have been in those wars together. Yeah. And I think they were poised to make a run, and they couldn't get out of the first round. And that put the lid on the Shaka Shaka Smart era. We knew after that game that Shaka was probably not going to be back. That first game, you just don't know what you're going to get. I remember Mark Rosner, our dear friend, and I, we were in, uh, I don't know where we were. I think it was in New Orleans. And uh, Texas played Temple. I think it was Temple. And the game was about 10 a.m., I think it was in the Superdome. I think it was me and Ross and 12 people. You know, you know you've know, you seen those early round games. There's nobody in the stands. Oh, right? yeah. It was just dead. And Temple, John Chaney played that zone and just just killed them. And then it was noon on the first day of the tournament. It's over. You know, I went to Florida after. I flew directly to Florida, Tampa, to do a column on uh, A-Rod. Uh, with the Yankees and uh, but it was like it can be over like that you know and uh, I don't know I don't know it's just hard to believe too heavily in this Texas team because a lot of newcomers very little experience and most all of them off losing programs so they weren't used to winning they're thin inside they're thin on the inside you know and even more Trey Mitchell you know Took his leave, probably is never coming back. He's not coming back. He's and they don't back. they don't have that rim protector. They don't have that pick and roll where you're gonna get an easy bat. They don't get easy baskets, do they? They don't get layups. They make threes, they make pull-ups. Um, but very rarely do they. You see them fast breaking, transition layups, moving. They are at they have athletes. They have athletes, they but they but their guards, their guards aren't very big. Uh, right. Timmy Mitchell, I call him a guard. He's a big dude. He's a big burly dude. But Andrew Jones and Courtney Ramey are not big guys. No. And uh, bigger guards can can kind of make life a little difficult for those guys. But I, I just think I think if they make shots, and I've said it before, they make seven or eight threes, they're gonna be a they're gonna be a tough out. Yeah. So but if they make one or two, if they make one or two threes and suffer through those lulls we've seen yeah. in the second half, they can be had. Well, they they usually make more than one or two, but a lot of times when they lose, they'll make five. And you well, know, and like the uh, the last game against TCU, uh, wasn't that the game, or was that Kansas? I'm thinking where Courtney Ramey at 18. Was that Kansas? Man, that was Kansas. That was and, Kansas. And AJ he played his two best, two of his best games against Kansas. And AJ got like six points late, you know, mm-hmm. and poor Courtney Ramey was just playing his guts out for this team. So, but and, and you know, we on Monday. That reminds me, we asked the Chris Beard about Virginia Tech and what kind of game uh, that he thinks the Longhorns need if they're going to survive in advance. Our first opponent, obviously, I'm sure you guys have worked on this a little bit too, arguably kind of the hottest team in college basketball right now. Coach Young and those guys have won 13 out of their last 15 games. They 
went to the ACC tournament really with the fate of having to win it to get in, and that's exactly what they did. Uh, they're playing great basketball. They've got really good players. Um, they've got a unique style of play. We've played against coaches' teams in the past when he's at Wofford. Uh, our respect level is off the charts. Uh, we're friends. I uh, don't like playing friends in the tournament, but if you're, if you're doing that, at least you're in the tournament. You know, so uh, so we, we'll have to play great. We'll have to play probably our best game of the year to advance, uh, but that's no different than most teams in the tournament. There's only a few that can kind of slide by with a, with a B zone game. Uh, we'll have to play our A zone game. We'll have to play great first round, and that's what we intend to do. I love what he said. I love what he said. Duck, that just lets me know that he knows they can't limp in there and 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 play average offense. They're right. gonna get enough stops. They're they're gonna because they, they work hard on that end of the court. But yeah. there are gonna be times when a guy like Hunter Couture or Luma is gonna go off. And Texas is gonna have to be able to answer that on the offensive end. And he understands that. This is I mean, if you if I mean, I, I think Texas is very deserving of a six seed, but uh, yeah. that that is the toughest eleven seed that I've I've seen. That is the toughest six eleven matchup in the in the bracket. And you know what? And after they lost to TCU in the first game of the Big Twelve tournament, I think we all wrote it may cost them a seed line. It did. And you know, a lot of people think, well, you don't want to be a five because they lose to the twelves. Well, not all. You know what? That's random. That's random. You'd rather be a five than a twelve. Come on, let's give me a five all day long. But that did drop them to a six, and they drew a tough eleven in Virginia Tech. So, but you know, I was looking at this uh, Hunter Couture. We were talking about him. What do you have? Thirty-one against Duke. Oh yeah. And uh, Kiva Luma, they're six nine four, like two thirty-five in the paint. He. Against Duke, he had 19, 10 rebounds, seven assists. And then Justin Mutz, that's your favorite guy, the six seven guy. He's fiery, man. That guy's fiery. He talks a lot of noise and he's a high flyer. And he's mm-hmm. a, he's an energy he's an energizer bunny for them. He's a guy that's gonna that sneaks into the lane and and gets those sneaky, sneaky putbacks when you don't see him coming. They gotta be ready for him. And they're all six foot or taller. Uh, like I said, Kiva Luma, he's six nine. Justin Mutz, the guy we just talked about, six to seven. And their guards, six foot, six three, six four. And here's their lineup: Aluma, fifth year senior, Mutz, uh, a grad senior, grad transfer. And their three uh, guards are all juniors. One's a grad transfer, so they're a veteran team themselves. So. And they've been in the tournament. We were looking at it Monday. Haven't they been like four years in a row, something mm-hmm. like that? Yeah. So they may not be intimidated either. Especially They're not. They're if not. You're beating Carolina or Duke, you know. So you're beating what, blue uh, blood. You're beating blue blood programs. So they're not going to be afraid of Texas, Doc. Right. So how far do you have them going? I'm looking at your bracket here. You had Texas in the Elite Eight. Really? Stop it. Okay. You know, I think you're, you're looking at the women's bracket. Look at the men's. I look at last year's bracket. Yeah, you and I both had them. But last year's bracket was Final Four. Yeah. You and I both had them winning a game and then losing to Purdue. Yeah. And we're being friendly because that's a the, this is a coin flip. The yeah. odds makers have Texas as of Tuesday of this taping a one-point favorite, and that, that line could move very drastically sure. yeah. in the next couple of days. Right, exactly. So, I don't know what uh, – I wonder what can Beard do at this point. I mean, you are what you are, and I don't know if would do you do anything different? Do you dare tinker with your lineup or anything? 
So. No, because what you've done has gotten you to 21 and 11. And there's no shame in losing to Kansas and Baylor. Now, you never should have blown a 20-point lead against TCU. That is That was damning. But losing to Kansas and Baylor, yeah, take, uh, get, take a spot in the line. There's a, that's a long line. Yeah. Um, but I, I just think that he needs to rely on his leaders, Andrew Jones, Courtney Ramey, Jace Febris, uh, Brock Cunningham, who might not be a starter, but mm-hmm. you talk you talk 20 seconds to him, and that screams leadership. So yeah. he's got good leadership. He's got experience in that locker room. He's a tough-minded guy coaching a tough-minded team. They need to make shots. And what one thing I like about him, Doug, is he he didn't he doesn't run from the fact that they did lose to ACU last year, even though he wasn't the coach. Mm-hmm. He he doesn't mind talking about that loss because he understands that this is about the program. This is not about this team this year. Texas basketball can't lose to Abilene Christian. He gets that as a Texas grad who's, who's, who's walked these, these campus streets and, and knows a little bit about this program, having been an assistant. You mentioned Abilene Christian. Uh, I asked Brock Cunningham Monday about that, and uh... – he said, well, as a matter of fact, uh, Coach Bearden, I watched that game about a month ago. Wow. And I went, really? Why'd you watch it? And he said, he kind of paused. He said, well, I think he kind of wanted to see it and what everything, the details, what goes into winning. And I'm sure he's pointing out this or that. I mean, it wasn't like they got blown out. You know, they just had one of those scoring droughts. So um, he's got to have a plan, you mm-hmm. know. You know, Beard's gonna he's gonna keep that identity that he's had all year long. But he had an interesting little anecdote uh, Monday, did he not? Uh, we have a clear game plan uh, to try to play against Virginia Tech. A lot of it's already in this morning, and it'll be up to us to kind of uh, follow that. You know, and that's like I told the guys. You know, going to the Big Twelve tournament. You know, if, if we all sit around on Thursday morning and we say, "Hey guys, we're gonna go to Papado's at six o'clock tonight," and uh, it's gonna be the one up there on. I-35, we're going we're gonna to be there at 6, and um, when we get there, we're going to meet at the hostess stand, and we're going to go eat. Okay, that's the plan, and we all got to do what we say we're going to do. We can't show up Papado's, three people be at the wrong location, two people decide not to come, and one person just no-shows. You can't do that. Like We said we're going to go to Papado's at 6. Um, you know, we didn't say we're all going to be, uh, you know, we, all, we, we didn't say we're all going to clean our plates and, um, you know, eat perfectly, just like we never say we're going to make every shot and not make a mistake. But if we say we're going to go to Papadosa 6, we need to go to Papadosa 6. And so some of our um, kind of inabilities this year to play our best is just simply like that. You know, like, guys, when we say we're going to block out, we probably need to block out. And so um, that's probably been one of the obstacles we've overcome this year with a veteran team. Kind of crazy that we're even talking about this, but that's kind of been one of our issues, not doing what we say we're going to do. And I think that culminated the other day to a point where it's kind of an eye-opening experience for some of the players. <laughs> I like man, that's it. got me hungry. Oh, it's about dinner time. I agree. I that's like got it. me hungry, man. Anytime you can, you can, you can mention a pot. You get a Papa plug in there. You can't. He's a beat king that. of the food analogy. I oh, mean, he, he was, was all about the talking. You had the presser at Show Creek. Saloon was talking about the catfish and the boudin and etouffee. Oh my god, yeah, I had my mouth watering. So he loves himself some food. He's a real foodie. So he's a foodie. It's you're right though. He's talking about Papa Do's. They're they're going to sponsor our podcast next year, right? I hope. I sure hope. 
But he said he's right. He said, okay, if there are 10 of us and we're going to meet at Papa Do's, he can't have, you know, three 20 minutes late and three went to the wrong Papa Do's and two just don't show up because then you're done from the start. That's yeah. what he just said. And, and, yeah. and, and so exactly. uh, organization, shot making, clutch play, going to have to get a couple of breaks too. Sometimes you need a little luck. Yeah. Right. Advance. Style points don't matter from now on. Everybody in this tournament can play. And so he's going to have to figure out what works best for this game. Mm-hmm. And the one thing that, that I worry about the most, Doug, is Marcus Carr. When has he had a good game? I like him. Personable kid. Yeah. Very bright. Uh, tough-minded. But just not a natural point guard. And struggling to set the table, which was something he wasn't really asked to do in Minnesota. He was a yeah. volume scorer there who always had the ball. Here he still has the ball, but he's got guys that he's got to try to get involved. Better yeah. scores than himself like Timmy Allen. He's the one guy that kind of seems lost, you know, in this whole equation. Just he's never been really comfortable, it seemed like. In fact, Monday said, I asked him, are you coming back? And he said, I'm not thinking about that yet, which sounded like a no to me. But he doesn't really seem comfortable. I don't know if he's happy or not. You know, we're not trying to be psychologists here. But uh, but but you you mentioned it earlier about how Matt Coleman had that chemistry and they they connected so well. You know, Shaka was all about connection. Remember that was his word. Uh, we got to connect better. We got to connect better. And uh, so I'll leave it with this: where we want to talk about our bracket a little bit. How important is to Chris Beard in this program to win a game in the NCAA tournament. It's got to have it. Got to have it. Got to get that taste out of your mouth from last year. You can't, I mean, they win and we stop talking about, we stop talking about that other loss. We start talking about the Beard era is officially started. And he didn't, he he said it, you know, he, he didn't come here to be one and done. He came here. He, he doesn't hide away from that mentions of Monday night. He's a Monday night type guy. And, but to win on Monday night, you got to first win on Friday night. And so he's, he's looking for bigger fish to fry than one win over Vitek. So I think it's key to change the narrative. And the only way to change that narrative is to by winning this first game. Yeah. I mean, I wrote the same thing in nine things this week. I think it's critical too. Uh, when we were interviewing him on Monday, he was, and Brian Davis asked him, was this a season success already? And he said, you know, in so many ways, you know, that we got the student draw. I think that was a bunch of baloney. I think he's a winner. He's a balls to the wall, grind it out. What's the scoreboard say? And like you said, they've got to, even though he wasn't here for all those losses uh, or absences from the NCAA tournament, they're still on the program that he leads. And it's a perception of the program from outside. So I think he really does need a win this week. And uh, I think, you know, to go into the Moody Center and, yeah, I mean, you got in the NCAA tournament, but what did they finish? Fourth in the league, and then you had a no-show in the Big 12 tournament. And, and this is a guy I keep saying, I think we're going to be a factor. Well, you weren't a factor in Kansas City. You were a factor in the one loss, and you were gone. So, I don't know. I think he's, so he's trying to 
buttress up his team a little bit, you know, because he's been riding them pretty hard at times, as you know. So I think it's a critical game on Friday. He's a little worried. He's a little worried I about so. this. I think so too. But I, I can't say I blame him with the boring droughts his team goes through. So because you know, Texas fans, their basketball interest is very fickle, you know. <laughs> and, and if they lose, if they lose Friday, they're going to be, damn, well, we lost again. Uh, when's kickoff for Louisiana Monroe? When is, you know, what's, what's Quinn Ewers look like? It immediately trans, transfers to football. You know, uh, before we get out of here and, and, and talk to Vic Schaefer, <laughs> I'm looking at your bracket, dog. Uh, I, I couldn't help myself. I'm, I'm looking. And, uh, I've got yours right here. I got to ask. I got to oh. ask. Oh, God. I know Hawkeyes in the final four. Explain yourself. I, I have no explanation. They're, they're, they're a very good offensive team. I think they're like seventh in the nation. Their defense, I think they're like 55 nationally, but, uh, you know, been very good, very formidable, and a very good Big Ten, which put nine teams in the tournament. And uh, that doesn't mean anything. It, no, it does. And they put nine. They put nine okay. in the tournament last season. How many? What was their record, Duck? Oh, they the were Big pitiful. Ten. They were they eight were, and nine. Eight and nine. Were, How many three sixteen teams? One. Did the Big Ten have last year? Yeah, God, I can barely remember breakfast. I think one. How many um, Elite Eights? Now here's the thing that you're forgetting. At least you're playing good teams. Yes. If you got nine teams, and that same thing, Texas is kind of hanging its hat on because. You know, well, we barely lost to Baylor. Hey, he got swept. And we barely lost to Tech. He got swept. And we gave Kansas good games. He split with them. Uh, and, yeah, you had some good games against, uh, you know, Baylor and Tech and could have beaten them. But you didn't, you know. And Iowa, didn't Iowa win the tournament? Didn't they win their Big Ten tournament? Yes, I believe so. So, I mean, they're hot right now. They can score. I have really – kind of transformed from that guy. I always love defense. I love defense and football. I love strong defenses. And I think uh, Virginia was the turning point for me. Virginia always gets in there with great defenses and they want to beat you 51 to 49. And then remember, remember then they lost to the 16th seed, right? Wasn't it Baltimore County? Yes. Uh, first 16 seed to ever uh, beat a number one team. And they did win it over – uh, Chris Beard in Texas Tech when he finally came through with an offense. So I'm kind of all about the offense. You got to have some shooters. You got to have some balance from the front court and back court, and you got to have some momentum. So, Mister Mister, look at your bracket. I've got wait, no, really, Tennessee. You got Why's, Tennessee winning it all. Why'd your voice go up so high? I just, I'm just aghast. I mean, Tennessee, you picked Texas to go to the final four last year. Uh-huh. You got Hickory to cut down the nets in New Orleans. Who's Explain Hickory? Yourself. Hickory. Come on, Rick Barnes. <laughs> that's what you're, that's what you and Rosner call him. I'm, I, I just didn't want our listeners to be confused. He's from Hickory, North Carolina. So I know. Volunteers I know. winning it all. They got, they're hot at the right time. They got great balance, great balance. Very good balance. Um, I like I like Josiah Jordan James, uh, Rick Barnes's teams. They defend. They've got guys who can score the ball. They're tough minded, and they don't like the way it ended last year. 
with the Oregon State upset in the first, I think it was the first round. And so I love where they are. I like their temperament. Hickory has them excited. And um, why not Rick Barnes? <clears throat> well, why you got, not Rick you, Barnes? You got him beating Villanova. You got him beating Arizona. You got him beating Kansas. You got him beating Gonzaga. I mean, that is not an easy path, you know, to win six games. And I hope you're right. You know, I, I always say, here's your final four. I always like playing this game too. Give me your final four that you would, if it, if you could snap your fingers and that's the final four, who do you want in there? Which well, four teams? I want Texas in there because I'd you're like for us both to be at a final four. That'd be fun. Um, Tennessee. Tennessee for Hickory. We, we really and, like Hickory. And, and you'd be right. I want Texas Tech there. I'm a, you know, I'm a Red Raider homer, you know, had kids go there. So I would wish Texas Tech. Uh, who else? I'd want, you know, I'd want Kentucky and uh, Tennessee to match up because I just remember how, how much fun Calipari and, and Rick Barnes yeah. had ribbing each other when they met in the tournament yeah. when Cal was the coach at Memphis. Right. And Rick, one of Rick's better teams. <laughs> So, yeah, yeah. I, I think it's it's all a crapshoot. We know that. And I'm, I'm looking, uh, you know, you're really sneaky with this bracket, Doug. I mean, really? you try to sneak a little things in there, you th- thinking, you're, thinking you're going to slide in there. Because I, I was mostly chalky in the early rounds, but I noticed something about your bracket, Doug. What did you see? I'm looking I at I saw it. Chattanooga. Yeah. Chattanooga taking out the fighting a lion eye. Mm-hmm. New Mexico State, yeah. a 14 seed, I'm not taking a out UConn. You got to have some fun with it, dog. I've, I got Davidson beating Michigan State. Always fundamental. Won 27 games. Michigan State's lost 12 games. That's not a vintage Tom Izzo team. Another 14 and another 14 beating a three. Is that South Dakota State or the Jackrabbits? The what are you doing to yourself? No, they've they've got. I get them beating Creighton, you know. Loyola, Chicago, State. with. Oh, all right. The Jackrabbits are thirty and one. I think they've scored like a hundred points in a game this year. They are they are the rabbits, the aptly named Jackrabbits. So, what's your biggest upset, Mister Chalk? Let me look. I don't here. really yeah. have a lot of big upsets in my bracket, Duck. Oh, you got SMU in here. That's an upset. That's St. Mary's. That's I know. I know you. I probably people are probably going to think I was talking about the Mustangs, but I wasn't. I don't really have a lot of upsets. I think I got the. I think I got. Well, I see hardly no upsets. I th- I think I think the cream is going to rise. Um, I'm looking. I don't see a lot of I like upsets. upsets. I, I like upsets. Oh, you should tell our listeners about our. You know, we always do our bracket in the office, and then we scan them for the, to put in the paper, and then we always put a score. You know, always write your score on your bracket sheet. You yes. This is what we did. Yeah. So we think a lot alike. So we try, like when we do our our take on the weekends, we when we answer ten questions every Saturday paper. Right. Um, we always confer with one another because if we don't, we'll come up with a verbatim answer somewhere in there together. <laughs> always. And so we filled out our brackets in the office on Monday and we didn't, we didn't talk while we were doing it because we were up against it on deadline. And 
Uh, so what was your – I go, what's your I final score? And his final score was – was 79-74. Was it Arizona over Gonzaga? Uh, the other way around. Gonzaga over Arizona. Gonzaga over Arizona. Mine was Tennessee over Gonzaga, 78-74. So we are always thinking alike, which, which you know, depending on the circumstances, good or bad, because if we're both wrong, it's really bad. And yeah. we both crashed and burned. A couple of times, but for the record, we both have Texas beating Virginia Tech. Yeah, I don't know if I picked it with my heart or my brain. I feel a little bit of palpitation as I speak on it, because I, I really worry that the Longhorns won't make enough shots. Yeah, and, and I'm looking at it, both of us have Gonzaga coming out of the West and Kentucky coming out of the East. So and we both have the same Sweet Sixteen. And I almost had Arizona. Uh, Coming out, uh, no, I did have Arizona coming out of the South. You had Tennessee beating Arizona. Otherwise, we would have had three of the same. I would have taken Arizona to win it all, Doug, but their point guard, I showed you, uh, Kirk, Chris, Chris, his foot looked like a 1970s police car. I mean, it did. It was just black, red, and white all over. It was, it was ugly. What's the latest? Do you heard anything about him? Because I need him to play well to get. I, I bet he misses the first game. Yeah. I mean, if they if they can't beat Wright State, Wright State or Bryant, I mean, then they they deserve to lose anyway. Yeah, uh, I expect. Did you take the Hall or did you take TCU? I took TCU. I did too. Um, yeah. I I just I've had I've had Heidel sprains before like that, but it, it was never it did never look that bad. And he's been walking around and he's been yeah. rolling around in a wheelchair. I I think that they're going to try to roll the dice and keep him out of there for the first two games. Probably. And then he's got to be ready to go because they're looking at probably the Houston Cougars yeah. in, that, okay. in that third round game. I'd love to see TCU play Houston. Houston joining the Big 12 in a, in a couple of years, so that would be interesting. One thing I noticed, too, you have uh, a little more faith in the Big 12 than I did. I had Tech going to the Sweet 16. You had him going to the Elite Eight. Uh, before losing to Gonzaga. You had Kansas in the Sweet 16 before losing to Auburn. I had him in the Sweet 16 and then losing to Iowa. You know, Baylor was just one of the all-time great teams last year with those guards. I mean, they just schooled people. I don't get that same sense this year. The they, big don't have, they don't have they those have guys. They don't have that dominant team, and, boy, you just know, golly, they're going to win. And I just – don't quite have that same feeling with these three uh, Kansas Bader and Texas Tech this year. Do you? Davion Mitchell and Jared Butler. Shaka Smart was like, yeah. those are football players playing yeah. basketball. Yeah. And he he raved. They don't have Mark Vidal. No. That was a sergeant at arms. They don't have that burly guy. And they're they're missing everyday John, their yeah. center, who's out for the that. year. Matthew so, Meyer. yeah. Flagler, so, he's going crazy. Flagler. It can can be a blowtorch within yeah. seconds. Matthew Meyer comes and goes. Yeah, all the NBA back. talk has quieted down. He's still got NBA size and he's a shot yeah. maker, but he's but his presence isn't what nearly what I thought it would be this season. I thought he would take a big giant step up with all this money on the line with the NBA, but I, he just hasn't. There was he more hasn't been there this year when you had. Like you said, Butler and Teague and uh, 
and Davion Mitchell. I mean, there was very little pressure on on uh, Matthew Meyer. He, he could, could pick his spots. He, he could pick his spots, spots and kind of flow. But, you know, with those three guards gone, you know, and L.J. Cryer's been hurt with that foot injury all year long. And, and that's one reason. I think I had them all in the Sweet 16, Bader, Kansas Tech. But I just couldn't pull the trigger on them winning one more game. Maybe they'll get hot. I don't know. I know we'll get hot, and uh, we're going to enjoy the hell out of it. So get your squares filled out. Get your brackets filled out. Are you one of these guys? Are you going to have six brackets? I hate those guys. No, I'm going to – I've got – I always have two. I have a newspaper bracket, and then I'll sit down with an adult beverage on um, on uh, Tuesday night and, uh, and, and do a money bracket. But I'll, I'll only do two. I'll only do two. Cool. On second thought. Well, Doc, we've 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 heard from Chris Beard, and now we got to hear from the reigning Big Twelve champion coach of the UT women, Vic Schaefer. Texas plays Fairfield Friday, seven o'clock, in the NCAA opener, and things are looking pretty rosy right now. How are you today, Vic? I'm doing good. Just. Uh... Fresh out of practice, uh, had to run over and do an LHN thing with uh, Audrey and Joe and Rory and back over here about to watch some more film, get back in the film projector. So it's all good, though. It's a great time of year. It's a great time to still be playing and, um, you know, happy for my kids, really excited for them. How, how does that sound, being uh, coach of the Big 12 tournament champions? How does that sound? Sound Okay. Oh yeah. I mean, it, I couldn't be happier for my players and I know how hard they work and, uh, you know, it's, 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 it's what you do, you know, it's, it's what it takes. Uh, some people look at it differently, but if you're an elite athlete, you understand that there's a price to pay and coaches understand that too. You know, it's not everybody can do it. And, and when you get it done, boy, it's sure rewarding and you're sure, you know, there's a lot of pride in that. Big 67-58 win over Baylor to capture the Big 12. Over who? Who was that? Who was tournament it? Tournament title. Baylor. Did they beat? Baylor. Oh, Baylor. You beat yeah, Baylor. They, they were lucky to be there. Baylor. So, <laughs> big win. And uh, freshman point guard Rory Harmon is the tournament most outstanding player. Somehow played an overtime game and another full game. Nine assists, zero turnovers, 30 points. In in the in the um, finale, just a just a sublime performance. Uh, the question I got to ask you is how how are you able to pull that kind of performance out of a player that's not even recognized as one of the best ten in the Big Twelve? She was not first team All Big Twelve. So how did you how did you pull that off? Where did she find that? Yeah, how did you do that? Well. <laughs> you, you all know, you know, what, what other people think or the value that, that people, other people have, you know, really doesn't matter. And, uh, you know, she's been really special all year long, but I think in the last, you know, first of all, our kids pulled that off in a, in a matter of 40 hours, they played three games in 40 hours y'all. And, um, you know, played an overtime game in the second game. I think what's even more remarkable is they did it our way. Uh, they did it playing our style. 
you know, doing what we do defensively. And um, so I, I think that, um, you know, there's a lot of things that you, you really have to tip your hat to with these kids to, to, to see what they did and how they did it. And then again, you know, um, it is, you know, it's a little bit hard to believe that, that, uh, you know, you could get nine other coaches in a room and give them all a, a pick and Rory <laughs> wouldn't be in that first, you know, nine. If I'm in the room, she's going to get my pick, you know, uh, but, you know, everybody, you know, again, I, I don't want to take anything away from the other kids that were the vote on. They're all well-deserving, but, you know, I think, again, you have to really tip your hat to our kids. We, we did that against an Iowa State team that has three first-team all-Big 12 players and, and did it in front of, you know, really a home team crowd. Home crowd, you know, they had thousands of people there. Um, and then then did it against the number four team in the country with the number one pick in the draft. Um, and a veteran team, uh, they've got a sixth-year senior on their team, a grad – you know, transfer. They've got another. They've got just some really veteran, veteran guards and a veteran team. I mean, both those bigs are are, are veteran kids. So, you know, the the way they did it. And look, we had a knockdown dragout with K State on Friday night. I mean, uh, it was that wasn't easy as well going against another All American. So, really proud, happy for our players. And again, it's it's what you do. You know. When you invest in yourself, you invest in the game, you know, you're going to get something out of it. And I think our kids, you saw that our kids got something out of their investment on Sunday afternoon. It looked like there's a little bit of joy, you know, bouncing around there in Kansas City at Municipal Auditorium. And and I'm going to ask you, we're going to give you some truth serum here, Vic. The fact that you vanquished Baylor, Baylor's been the big green monster here for a long time. And you weren't here for very many of them, but that was a 13-game Baylor winning streak you snapped. Uh, How special is that? And 1-27 over the last 28. That's right. So how special was it, you know, getting the best of Baylor team? Well, again, I I think, you know, if you want to be the best, you certainly got to beat the best. They've been the best in the league over the past, you know, several years. But, uh, again, I think that's one of the reasons why they hired us. Let's let's call it like it is. And – you know, if, if you're going to, you know, I'm here to win championships. Um, I'm not here to have a top 25 team. I'm here to have a top 10 program. And to do that, you know, you've got to have a, a, a special, um, you got to know what to do and how to do it. And, uh, you know, um, I've got the blueprint. I think we've proven it over the years. And, uh, again, I think you, you, uh, you know, you tip your hat to our kids because, um, you know, none of us really we, – we don't have any control of what's been going on around here for what y'all just said, the last 27, 28 games. I mean, uh, we weren't here. You know, I, I've uh, – you know, we were fortunate enough to beat them in the Elite Eight during that 27 or 28-game run. Uh, you know, we beat them in the, in the Elite Eight uh, back in, what, 17 or 18. And so, I mean, they've had some great teams, and and Kim's a great coach. So – Again, for our kids to go do it against a veteran Baylor team, a team ranked number four in the country uh, with a, an incredible player like, uh, you know, Nyalissa Smith, but She's then special. have great guards around her. And then an, another really good big player in, in Egg Queen, Egbo, that's 
just a dynamic player uh, in her own regard. And, and kid, I recruited hard. I, I spent more money flying to Houston recruiting Queen um, <laughs> than, than, than most, you know, just about anybody uh, between the the between the private planes from Startville to Houston to recruit her and Rory Harmon. I spent a lot of money in recruiting <laughs> on those two kids, and uh, um, you know, so uh, a lot of respect and you know for her as well. So. You know, again, happy for our players. And, uh, again, it just – you know what it took? It took Texas being Texas. We didn't morph into some team that we haven't been all year. We didn't have to – you know, some somebody had to go do something extra special. I mean, Rory had 25 assists, no turnovers. I mean, that's what elite players do. They rise to the occasion. And she's obviously been playing at an elite level. But I would take it back even before the Big 12 tournament, she was playing pretty well the last, you know, two or three games leading up into that. You look at our team stats, y'all. I'm a big proponent of looking at last five games, you know, last – and so, yeah, I look at our overall season stats, our conference stats, and our last five games. You've got some kids playing at a really high level right now. Lauren Ebo shooting it over 60 – percent right now uh, in our last five. Lauren Ebo, she's gone from our fifth leading score to our second leading score, shooting 61%. Uh, Rory's gone from our fourth leading score to our leading score. And and so um, we we just, you know, we've got some kids playing at a really high elite level right now. And and so, but the one thing that hadn't changed, y'all, we continue to guard and defend. Mm -hmm. And if we'll do that, like I told them today in practice, you want to play one game, you want to play three games, four games, six games. If you want to play six, the one constant that has to be there every night is going to have to be our defense because we're probably not going to be able to beat somebody 90 to 88 or even 80 to 78. We, we've, we've got to defend. And if we'll do that, we'll have a chance every night from here on out. I'm so glad you mentioned Lauren Ebo. I just big, big girls making it happen uh, in a physical, pushing people around. I tell you, at one point I was watching, I told my wife, I go, uh, you see number one for Texas, there's furniture moving in that lane. And when you come in there, there's a prize to be paid. And she's, Vic, she's playing with so much fire and confidence, the soft hands, the finish, the baby hooks. She is doing it all on both ends. And how gratifying is it to see a senior step up and have her best year as she's getting out of here? I guess she's got the option of coming back. But when I hear senior, I think she's out. How gratifying is that for you? Well, it's, it's really gratifying. But as you know, Sarah, it's, it's what we do with big kids. We've had a lot of success developing big kids. And, you know, she's only been with us two years. And she does have the option to come back, um, as do Audrey and Joe. And uh, I think the thing that, you know, with Lauren, she's our most improved player, Mm -hmm. without a doubt. And she's a big reason for this 11-game winning streak that we're on right now. Because, like I said, I've gone back five games, she's shooting 61%. If I go back six or seven, she's still in that number. Eight or nine, she's in 50. And so, we always – our goal for our big kids is – if you're a big kid and you're shooting down there in the block in the lane – you need to be shooting 60%. Our, our goal for our guards is in the 45% range. 
uh, from two, um, 33 from three. So Lauren has really embraced working and getting better. And um, her conditioning is at an all-time high. Hey, you're seeing it. She's down there in the press. Everybody's trying to break the press through their bigs. And Lauren's down there defending and guarding and denying in the press. And you know what? She's probably not – I mean, she's not. She's not denying those fives most of the time, but she's trying, which means them other fives are trying too, Mm -hmm. which means that they're being taxed in the course of a game. So in the fourth quarter – Lauren's in a hell of a lot better shape than most everybody else is. And when it's time for her to go to work, she goes to work. And, you and know, I would put say it, and she's prime put it example. Up, yeah, second half. She's been big yeah. in second halves. Yeah. yeah. And, and you know, I challenged our team at halftime at, at the Iowa State game. I was like, guys, Lauren's taking one shot. I mean, we're, there's no way we can – we need to be doing that. We've got to change. We've got to give her some looks. We've got to give some other people some looks. And then paint points have nothing to do or they don't just have to do with post players. Paint points involve one through five. And we were just settling so much against Iowa State that first half. And we finally started attacking. And then I told us, I told, I told the referees, I said, I'm coming in there every time. So get ready because we were coming inside that second half. And we were going to give Lauren, Lauren and Deanna. Hey, Mo, we were going to give them all the looks they wanted. And, uh, of course, in the Baylor game now, Amo, both Amo and Tosh played some really important minutes for us. Amo had 12 points and just did a tremendous job down there, scored some really tough baskets down there against, some, you know, an All-American. So, uh, again, we had some kids step up, but I don't think it's anything that they did outside of the scope of what they're capable of doing consistently. Right. And so – Again, I think, you know, our future is super bright. Um, and, and at the same time, this team right now, I just, I just think it's in their court. They can go as long as they want to go. I was curious, too, last year you just stunned everybody by going to the Elite Eight. I don't even know if your best dreams had y'all going to the Elite Eight, but y'all hit your stride and we played so good as a team. You, you knock off Maryland and, you know, just had a terrific year. Is there a different feeling? You had a lot of the same people, but you have some new people like Rory. Uh, is the feeling different now in year two with this team and with you and your staff, Vic? Yeah, I think uh, I think our returners have a have a little bit of a an air of confidence, which is good. You want them to be confident. You know, I think they know what's coming. Um, and, and so uh, – you know, there's two sides of that. One, one side is, you know, what you don't know doesn't hurt you, you know. And, and, and so for your young kids, sometimes you don't really want them to know. And, you know, last year's team, it just took them a long time to, to really figure it out that we weren't going to outscore nobody. We were going to have to defend to, to have a chance to win. And once we locked in on that end, we could just find enough points to win games. You know, we had – Charlie could – could do some things for us inside and out. Kyra really came into her own late. Uh, Joe came into her own late. Um, and, and so it really helped us, um, you know, down the stretch. Um, and so, you know, we're, we're – uh, but this team, I think, they found each other a little earlier. Uh, they, they've got a real good chemistry with each other. And, um, you know, I think we've got a – we do have a little bit of a rotation now. And um, we understand, you know, 
what our role is. You know, y'all know this. Teams, every team's got a bunch of kids that want to be the stars. That's a problem. Mm-hmm. You need a team that has a bunch of kids that want to star in their roles. If you've got a team that has some kids that want to star in their roles, whatever their role is, that's when you got a chance. Certainly, you got to have difference makers and difference players, and you, those kids have got to do their job. And, you know, back when we started on this 11-game streak, I had met with, with Audrey, with Joe, and with Lauren. Met with them right in here. And I told those three, I said, guys, here's the truth, and, 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 and just so you know, we're going to have a hard time winning if you guys don't play good every night. And, and you guys, you know, you, you guys are going to have to find some consistency in your game um, that will allow the rest of our team to win. And, uh, you know, they, they've really embraced that. You know, Audrey started coming off the bench. Um, you know, we, we inserted uh, Shea in the starting lineup about two or three games after that conversation. Um, and so it's really, uh, it's kind of given us some chemistry and, and, um, allowed with Shay on the floor, see what you get is a kid that's always going to give you everything she's got 110. She's athletic as I'll get out y'all. Yeah, she I mean, can jump. She can y'all jump. Y'all seen her chase kids down in transition and block their shot, alter oh, yeah. shot. Y'all saw her get a stick back against Bailey the other night on a rebound, just, Got up, got the rebound, stuck it back in before she ever came down. I mean, she's pretty athletic, and and she doesn't take too many bad shots, mm-hmm. which means she's allowing other people that need to take shots, like Joe and Rory and my Lauren. Then they're getting those touches. She and knows her role. Shay knows her that's, role. That's sometimes more important, you know, than anything. You got to get, you know, the right people need to be touching the ball in the right spot on the floor at the right time. And, and when you can figure that out, I think the sooner the better, right? And so I think that's kind of where we're all at right now with this group is that we, we've, uh, we've, we've kind of got everybody identified in what their role is. And, and so, um, you know, it's, it's, it's a pretty good group right now. And, and I guess with, you got a first-round game against Fairfield Stags out of the MAC. Uh, you know, I guess you hope they just come in here just trembling and seeing that big old Irwin Center and some banners and my God, we're going up against number two Texas and they've never won an NCAA tournament game. They're 0 four. They lost one game by I think 40 another by 20. So I guess you're hoping they're going to be real scared coming in here, right? Well, I don't think they're going to be. And the reason <laughs> is, is because they're, they're a veteran team. Uh, they've got grad transfers in their starting lineup. They got seniors in their starting lineup, red right. shirt seniors in their starting lineup. So, they're a veteran team. I, I, I feel like we're going to get a really good, well-coached um, coach has been around and, and and has done a tremendous job with them. This is his uh, last season. He's going to get a well, yeah, well-prepared team and a team that's, you know, they'll come in with their ears pinned back and uh, hair on fire, got nothing to lose and everything to win. And that's the way they're going to play. And, uh, and so, you know, we're going to have to play well. I mean, they got a two guard y'all that, She's going to shoot it about 18 times a game on the average. Mm. And, uh, you know, of those 18, four of them are going to be three-point attempts. She shoots it at a really high level, 40% from three. Is that the French girl? Is that the French girl? 11. Yeah, Yeah. 11. 
Yeah, six so you're, you know, you gotta, you, you, you know, you gotta have to deal with a guard that if you lose her, she's gonna make you pay. Yeah. And you know, we went up against uh, a similar type deal last year in the first round, uh, a guard, and we didn't do a real good job on her. So yeah. we're gonna have to do a good job. I mean, we're gonna have to be ready. But I think you know, we went through some of their stuff today, and and our kids were real attentive. They, you know, kids, you know, they, I did, I did a quarter. Wrote 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 down plays that they're running, and they never ran the same play twice in a one quarter. So they got a whole playbook that they can empty on us, and a lot of it has to do with running that kid off of multiple screens. So we're gonna have to be on our you know p's and q's, and and really be attentive. Well, I saw they're nineteen and one in the conference, so they only lost one time in the whole conference race. So they know how to win. Well. uh if you think they've lost one, then that's one more than I thought they lost. So uh, I thought I read their 19. I know they're 25 and six, I believe. Yeah. They are. Yeah. And, uh, and they haven't lost since, you know, I hadn't lost in a long time. Right. You know, they, there's not a loss on here since when January 22nd to Siena, that was by, you know, uh, I don't know. I can't see, but other than that, it's been, you can go back to December 9th since they lost another game. So they're, they're used to winning and, and, um, you know, they've got that culture, I'm sure. And so we're, we're going to have to play well. You know, you had a, a, a huge crowd in the uh, regular season finale against Oklahoma State. And, um, oh, we're blessed to get some more ball at the Irwin Center. Thank you, Coach Schaefer and the Longhorns for, <laughs> getting a couple more games before we say goodbye. Uh, what kind of crowd can you expect? And uh, for those three or four listeners out there who might be listening, uh, <laughs> depending on the week, we don't know if they listen to us or not. Um, what do you have to say to them? Uh, because they could, they can really be an, a, a very inspiring group when they want to be. Yeah. You know, a home court advantage has to do with people in the stands as much as the court you're standing on. And, um, you know, for us, these kids have worked their, their tail off all year long to be able to host an NCAA tournament game as a number two seed. And so, um, with that being said, we, we need butts in seats um, to create that home court advantage. And, you know, with the spaciousness of, of, of the Irwin Center, you know, it takes a lot of people to make that place feel like it's got some folks in it. So, um, we need – you know, it's Friday night at seven o'clock. It's a it's a big time event. The NCAA tournament is here in Austin. Um, you got the number six team in the country uh, wearing orange. Um, what else could you possibly want to do on a Friday night with your kids to show them? Uh, you know, young ladies, young women competing at the highest level, being great role models. Um, what else could you want to do with your kids on a, on a Friday night? I mean, it's a hell of a lot better than any movie you can take them to. And, always and, I, heard, and I heard that Batman's really dark, so stay away from that one. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I mean, I just think, uh, again, um, if you're a Longhorn fan, you need to get off your butt and get in the arena. <laughs> I mean, that's life. it. I mean, you got one of your better teams, you know, playing right now in late in March in the NCAA tournament. You need to get out here and, and support your school. You're exactly right. And the last question I have for you, Vic, is do you have any rituals like before NCAA tournament starts? I don't know if you 
get a new suit or you burn your clothes to start us a new season, <laughs> anything that you do differently once tournament play begins? No, you know, I'm a, I'm a real uh, creature of habit, you know, so to speak. So whatever I, whatever's been working, I'm going to keep doing it. You know, I'm all, get on that elliptical and get in an hour workout, you know, four hours prior to tip. And, um, I'm not, I don't eat anything on game day. Really? Uh, really? <laughs> um, I don't eat a whole lot anyway, but uh, game day in particular, I'm, I'm, I'm typically a not eat anything guy. And, uh, you know, um, I always get dressed and shower up here and, uh, um, you know, so it, it's, uh, it's a pretty, you know, bland deal for me. It's it's just kind of what works. And, uh, you know, um, we just do it. And, you know, we, my goal is always to be coaching up until April. And if I do that, I'm doing my job, y'all. And, uh, you know, last year's team was, it was really phenomenal. We beat UCLA and, and got to the sweet 16 and, you know, it was, I was so proud of that group. I mean, we were up 35-14 at half. Had a 21-point lead going into the second half on on a number nine team in the country, UCLA. And and we beat them to go to to the Elite Eight. And then, you know, you you play, you listen for five days. Everybody says uh, all the national pundits, they're going to hang 100 on you. And you listen to, to that sitting around in a hotel room in San Antonio. Um, and, and you know what, our kids took that a little personally and, um, came out and decided, you know what, you, you're not going to not only not hang a hundred on us, but you're not going to get your 60th and your 61st point until two tenths of a seconds on the clock and make two defensive plays down the stretch that help you get two layups and win the game. And then had some defensive stops that, that you had to get done to win. And, and so you, you had a little bit of an edge. And, um, and, and so, you know, this year's team, uh, I think it's different in that I'm hopeful that we still got the edge, but at the same time, this team's got some confidence and uh, you always want some confidence that you can't, that's, it, it's not arrogance, it's confidence. And, uh, I, I think, you know, I've always said, you, you gotta, you, you gotta, you gotta be hot this time of year and you gotta have a little luck and, uh, and so, you know, I think we've won 11 in a row, so I'm pretty sure that constitutes us being hot right now. And so you need to stay hot. You know, that's the thing. You, I've, I've gone into this tournament with some really good teams. In fact, uh, I think both those teams uh, that made it to the, to the national championship game lost in the championship game of, the, of, the, of our conference tournament championship. And so, um, but they got, you know, we, we, we rebounded well and got hot again. And so this team right now, we're, we're playing well. We, we, I think we're playing well together and uh, we have some chemistry. And so, um, you know, it's a, it's a good time to, to be playing like we're playing, but everybody's good and you're going to get everybody's best shot. I don't, you know, I don't know that they did us any favors. You sent us a team that's won a bunch of games here in the last two months. Um, and then if you're fortunate to get by them, you're going to play somebody from power five conference. That's seen just as good of competition as you have, you know, over the course of the last two and a half months. So we're going to have to play well, y'all. Well, you mentioned some great memories from last year and here's hoping you make a whole bunch more in these uh, next few weeks ahead. And, uh, we sure appreciate you being with us and, uh, hey, 
Always appreciate the time, guys, and love your coverage. Appreciate your coverage. My my program appreciates you guys. Thank you so much. See you I, on I defy anyone out there to not be excited about this weekend coming yes. up. Texas Longhorns v. Fairfield, 7 p.m. at Club Irwin. Good luck, Coach Schaefer. And uh, I know Duck will be courtside, and I will be watching as well. Uh, thanks for showing up, and – we 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 appreciate your time because we know you're busy. Hey, Thank appreciate y'all. Thank you, Praise Vic. Lord, hook horns. Bye-bye. You've been listening to On Second Thought, powered by Hook'em.com. Join Seth and Kirk every Thursday at lunch for a new episode. Archived episodes are available on iTunes and Google Android Play.